Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, so you, you, you like drinking coffee? I don't like drinking coffee. Are we recording? Yeah, we're, hey, we're recording, man. Always Sounds recording. like the intro to another sponsor. Yeah. yeah. Do you like drinking coffee? You see, you can do it. Yeah. You can just... <laughs> friendly, is, the friendly coffee company. I'm looking... <laughs> What, you can you can just sell anything. Okay, try and give me something to sell. I want you to sell anthrax. Anthrax. Okay. Anthrax for those enemies you can't quite get rid of. <laughs> I want to buy it. <laughs> Francis, try. Okay, you have to sell, Francis. You have to sell. <clears throat> you have to sell. Go on, Ed. You give him something to sell. Something something tricky to sell. Something really tricky. God, but that, how am I going to top that anthrax one? I know it's so good. You have to try and sell the latest cement. What, the latest cement for when you're stuck? <laughs> the thing is, that's what I want. If I'm hiring Francis for a voiceover, that's the sort of style of stuff I want. I want it to start with... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what that, you want, yeah. isn't it? Uh, and also him just looking yeah, at yeah. me like, I'm a, I'm but, a freak yeah. he's asked me that. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of Private Parts. We're still here with Ed Gamble. Hello, Ed. All right. I'm trying to be meaner. I just think, have you? No, just try and be sexier. And have you? I, For I, everyone's sake. Have you ever? I think. <laughs> For God's sake, Ed. Because you, you, I mean, you've never, been, you had never been in a fight or anything like that. Have you ever? Have, have you mm. ever been in a fight? I think I've been in a fight. I'm, I'm not sure I've necessarily fought back. <laughs> I'm the same as you then, with your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just fetal position. Um, no, I've been. You know, I've been in physical fracas before but mm. I, I didn't deal out many <clears throat> you didn't do it no i just jamie you, you just hires someone to go and do <laughs> hire anyone to go and do anything to go to, what was it what was what what who what? didn't you hire that guy to get beat up <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to claim that i hired someone i hired a hitman to go and beat someone up i would it, i wouldn't have a clue who do you if you want to call a hitman who do you how do you google it, it sounds like you're asking no, i think googling it would be a mistake because <laughs> then you evidence-wise, <coughs> but how would you do it? Again, ask people in the street. Hey, I think so. I'm not. I'm not sure that any of us have got the the connections to be able to source a hitman at short notice. I just don't think so. Also, there, there, you have done. No one's going to admit it, even if they do. No, exactly. And you have done two of my favourite things. Oh yeah. Well, well, one was my favourite thing. A, a well, we haven't had the answer to the question of the week yet, but <laughs> what we know that's one of them. <laughs> You did it, 13,000. Yeah. <laughs> no, you um, you did one which was about four years ago. It was one of my favourite things. I didn't. I, I still don't think got enough recognition. And okay. that was uh, the Royals. Almost Royal. Oh, almost yeah, Royal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, almost good. Royal. It was... You can explain it to our listeners what it is. So uh, myself and a comedian called Amy Hoggart travelled around uh, the States pretending to be 50th and 51st in line to the throne. And it was like a fake documentary, but the people we were meeting thought it was a real BBC documentary. So we were just in character the whole time and improvising. And Such a great idea for a for a show because there's so much potential there for people. Oh, yeah. yeah. But the, the, the funny thing about that is our, our friend Spencer Matthews actually believes he is 51st in, <laughs> line, in line to the throne. But but what did you... So it's, it's, it's pretty much... It's ad-libbed, isn't it? Yeah. Well, what 
we always did was any, any situation we were going into, we'd write as many potential jokes that we could try and fit into the conversation. Yeah. But because you're meeting people who don't know that they're in a comedy show, you can't really crowbar them in. So we always had them in the back pocket. But most of the time it was just ad-libbing based on what they were responding to. But, but it's probably it's probably quite easy to then riff off what they're like because oh, they're, exactly. they're seriously taking you as a, as <laughs> yeah, a they, so genius. The majority of people took it at face value. A because we were in the states <clears throat> and their reverence for the royalty is just huge. Well, bigger than ours. And yeah, it's, it, <laughs> yeah. Way, like the respect for the royal family they have yeah. is is absolutely massive. Yeah, way way bigger than the British public, I think. And uh, and also because it was the BBC America, so they were like, and the B, they love the BBC as well. So we got away with so much. So you could just walk around and just do and say pretty much... Because I feel like in the States, you have to like write like release forms and things like that. So that must have been quite tricky at the end, that you had to get people to sign things or no. So first series... We had, <laughs> just went for it. <laughs> <laughs> first, weirdly, first series, they had, they had to sign the consent form before, so then we could do whatever, and we would definitely be able to use it. Then it, the law changed somehow, and we had to get consent af- the consent form <clears throat> afterwards, so yeah. they could just go, I'm not signing that. But most of the time, they were fine, because we were never horrible to them. It was all, always about us being absolute idiots. What do you think about that law changing? It sounds like a good idea. Yeah, it does, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it didn't feel like a good idea yeah. at the time, because I was like, God damn it, it's going to make yeah. the show worse. But it was, that's, that's my first thing that I just I felt was so funny and so good. And, and I, was, I was in New York when I was watching it, which yeah. made it even funnier. Well, I think I heard about that, because one of the producers on Made in Chelsea, Chelsea, New York, was our producer in the States. That's, exa- ah. so, yeah. that's exactly yeah, it. And, it that's Chris, how, yeah. and that's how I started watching it. You said, you've yeah. got to watch this. Oh, it's great. It was, it, was it fun making those? One of those it's things. It's one of the best things I've ever yeah. been involved in. Because we're just sitting in a van and traveling around to different places and just so saying cool. really rude shit to people. <laughs> oh, God, it's just, yeah. And we had a whole, but the characters had a whole backstory about like people they went to school with. And we were all so, we were so in tune with each other that we could just dip into the backstory and and improvise with each other and people would just buy it straight away. So did you spend a, 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 a good deal of time just working on the backstory so your stories yeah. were straight? Yeah, yeah so, so your we knew stories all were the, solid. who all the characters' friends from school were. And, so you could uh, finish each other's sentences. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> really? So you, actually, you went that deep? <laughs> yeah, we were really deep. Yeah, my best friend was Duffy Scrutton. We actually... <laughs> We're, uh, basically, I was listening back to... Cause I did watch a bit of Made in Chelsea pre-making that show to try and get some sort of pickups. Claiming, so you're uh, I'm not posh enough, so yeah. I have to get yeah. to find out how to do it. That's too funny. Because we had a bit in the first series where I had to stand up and give a speech at a meeting uh, of the Tea Party mm. uh, in Boston. And uh, I, I gave it on the night. It was about 45 minutes. It was a 45 minute speech. It was just a detailed report of a cricket match I'd had at school. <laughs> And there was a huge list of names. Like I had to run through the whole team. They were just, they were just so, they were like staring. They had no idea what the fuck oh. was going on. So much fun. That is so yeah. funny. That is, that is, but how do because ad, you know, ad, ad libbing and uh, being improv is actually quite a niche skill to be good at. Right. Mm. Um, and the, I always say, and Francis sort of says the same thing, is that what uh, uh, doing our reality show is that... What do I say? <laughs> you say a lot of things, my friend. <laughs> but doing, your re- doing the reality, doing Chelsea, it taught us to be very good at ad-libbing because yeah. you're thrown in situations yeah, where course. you have to ad-lib and do things like that. What do you think ad-libbing taught you in terms of comedy, though? Do you think it helped your comedy or, or, or not? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was, a, it was a weird sort of ad-libbing and improv because when I think improv, I think of people who they know 
what each other are doing and you know that you're there to do a show. You're bouncing off each you're other. You're bouncing yeah. off each other. Whereas what we were doing was bouncing off people who had no idea what was going on and yeah. quite often just trying to get stuff in. And, mm. you know, it doesn't necessarily teach you to listen. It's, it teaches you to wait for the gaps. And, and you never really know where... Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> you never really know what you're going to get out of it. Because, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also we, we learned to, I think more than anything, we learned to really just live in the silences because that was the funniest bits of the show when we'd say something... Yeah, but outrageous and then just let the cameras film them reacting to it but this is this is my issue with it like i i used to do a youtube channel and and what we uh used to do was we go on the street and we try and do things and i i don't i can stand in front of a hundred thousand people and make myself look like a fool yeah but have you done that <laughs> because how do you know <laughs> They dream about it every night. Oh, right, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. dream about it. <laughs> you just you just dream that you're standing in front of a hundred thousand people, <laughs> yeah. just making a fool of myself. <laughs> what a dream! Yeah. <laughs> what? It, it, just walk me through it. What, how are you making a fool out of yourself? I don't know. I don't know what I would be doing. I don't know what I would be doing. But it would be foolish, whatever it is. But my point is, is that I can do that. So I can. I don't mind doing that. But making someone else feel awkward <laughs> yeah. in a scenario really, and I think that's a British thing where it makes you feel incredibly awkward. Yeah, I think we were making them feel awkward, but in, it, they were feeling awkward by virtue of the fact I'd, I would have said something just insane. So they'd be like, what's going on? And then I'd be looking down the camera or de I developed a character thing where I'd say something and then just look off into the, <laughs> around the place. And that wasn't like I w it's not some amazing sort of deep character thing. It was because, A, I was about to laugh because I'd said it, so I have to look away. Or <laughs> I'd be checking to see if the crew were laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah for the so, validation. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Because yeah. so, I am like, stand-up's the thing that I do the most, and that's why I enjoy doing the most. So I need people to laugh after <laughs> I say something. So I'd, even though we were supposed to be completely undercover, I'd laugh and then just like look around. <laughs> See if the director is laughing. It's it's that's a problem. It's like the same time because Ed, you do low. You know, you you host Mock the Week occasionally and things like. I don't that. host Mock the Week. Dara O'Brien is going to be very angry if he hears that. You you hey with your hosting voice, <laughs> you should be with that face on, and that I'm hosting on, I'm voice. I'm on it a lot. You're yes. on it a lot. You do loads of different things, and Francis, you've done loads as well, and and so have I. Not Mock the Week. Loads. Yeah, we haven't, haven't done loads. loads. Yeah, haven't we've done loads. never done an episode together. I've never done any. Haven't done any Mock the Week. I said that, but what my point is that. When you're doing one of those shows, the the most irritating thing do you find? This is kind of like ad libbing it, you sort of improv and stuff like that. Is when you suddenly think of something funny mm. and you can't find the moment to jump in and yeah. set, and then the moment's gone. You're like, oh no, how do I try and bring it back? And then when yeah. you do say it, it's not funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly, the moment's gone. Yeah, that happens on Mock the Week all the time because it's a long record. It's like a three hour record for a 20 something minute show and you'll be talking about a news story and it'll just be furious like people just getting yeah. jokes in left right and center and be like okay here we go i'm gonna get i've got this big joke that i've written i'm gonna get that in there and then it'll be moving on to the next story and you definitely can't go about the news story we were talking about <laughs> earlier actually i had a quite the zinger do you remember when you said that i was gonna say something okay no fair enough <laughs> yeah so, it's really annoying so uh, so how long do you get to 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 write the mock the, the week it's jokes? it's uh, the the day before we're writing a lot yeah. about just reading the news. In a group? Just, or ju or no, just... no, like separately yeah. and yeah. separately panicking and texting each other going, oh God. God, do you think this is going to be funny? Yeah, we've got to talk about Brexit again. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. 
Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. God, I, re- I, remember, I remember I had to do, there was a TV show that was on ITV2 and Rick Edwards hosted it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said that this is actually okay well, I'll say it whatever um two things happened this we I, we did this tv show and it was called something like, anyway the whole point of the premise of the show was he would take your phone and he would look for your phone and the tv show would be about you uh you revealing things about the two Pete, do you remember what the tv show was called safe word safe word. ah right okay it yeah, was yeah. called safe word anyway what they would do is they would take your phone and they would go through your phone and you would have to like reveal what's in your phone or not reveal to gain points yeah. and things like that and two things about that firstly um <clears throat> the really bad thing was i had uh, i had just done a i had just done and was about to continue to do a a sort of a, a sort of tv thing with a uh, famous tv host yeah she's a ho- she's she's a host of a tv show and I w- Are had, you going to say who it is? Uh, no, I'm not going to say who it is, but I had Googled, I had Googled her name. And you know when you Google people's names, it sort of goes on to different things. And one of the things that popped up was it said um, the person's name in, in thong bikini on a beach. That's, that's what right. it said. Or well, that you'd search. I hadn't yeah. searched it. Just, it, it, it that's uh, you what, had searched it. No, I hadn't well, searched it. Well, those things it. come on the drop-down menu if, some, it, yeah, if someone... Had, so that would have been saved on there from the last time you searched <laughs> it, right? Yeah, so it was saved on there. Yeah, yeah but that means you yeah. searched it. No, I didn't search... No, I, it clicked up and I clicked on it. That's yeah. the whole point. So you, type, you typed it out in full and clicked on it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't type it out. It popped up. Anyway, yeah, the point was, is that I then did the safe word thing. He was going through my phone and he read out this person <laughs> what I had Googled. And I was like, what? And I was, I was going to go do see this person again. And yeah. she was like, why are you Googling me in what, was she, song? In, was she on the show as well? No, she wasn't on the show, but I was like, she's going to see this. That was a really bad thing about it. And the second thing we had to I did it with who, who is the lovely host who was the ex-host of Countdown um, Re- Carol uh, Vorderman Carol Vorderman I did it with I did it with Carol Vorderman she was the other person at the very end we had to do a roasting against right, each yeah. other and this was about four years ago I had no idea about comedy and I had to stand up and try and do a comedy <laughs> roast with Carol Vorderman <laughs> and, oh, and then it turns out I, I was so bad the show was never then happened again. It was never. It was never recommissioned. It was that. Or was it? Did it? Did it broadcast though? Uh, yeah, broadcast. You can watch it. Me trying Quite to like roast to Carol. That. Vorderman. What sort of things did you say about Carol Vorderman? Oh, I said. I said things like. I think. I think I went. I went. I think I went. Bring, bring. Who is it? Not Vorderman. It's Rachel Riley. <laughs> things like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, it makes me really cringe thinking about it. It was. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy. Definitely going to watch. Well, it. I think everyone who's listening is going to yeah. probably search it now. Yeah, yeah. But the second thing which I just thoroughly enjoy at the moment is your podcast that you're oh, doing, thank you very which much. Which is so good. It's called Off Menu. It's with James Acaster, who was on the podcast. Who we can? Yeah, we'll say he's a friend of ours. I'm just going to claim it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You probably know if he is. <laughs> so, no, I yeah. spoke to him about coming on this yesterday, and he was very complimentary. Oh, so. he was very, very funny, yeah. and he just is. But your podcast is is great, and it must be nice for you coming back from doing your old podcast to this 
new one, right? Yeah, it is. It's a lot of. I, I enjoy doing it a lot, mainly because we've got a brilliant producer, uh, the great Benito, who does everything for us. We just turn up and record it, and then he edits it and does all of that. So we just get to do the fun stuff. Yeah, which is the the best thing about it. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. But what gave you the idea to kind of do sort of food and it, the whole? Well, you can explain the premise of the show. Yeah. So it's it's just um, it's basically dream meal. It's we have a special guest on and they pick their dream starter, main course, mm. side dish, drink, and dessert. Uh, and the premise is that we're in a sort of dream restaurant and James is a genie a genie waiter, which is a format point he did not tell me about until we started recording the first one. Why a genie waiter? Because then the genie can get whatever you want. Oh, so it's like you wish for whatever food, you know, oh, you're, you're the favourite main course you've ever had or, you know, the main course that your mum cooks you or the main course from the perfect holiday or something and mm. the genie can go and... I'm not on board with the genie. Yeah. You're now looking at me with the face that I looked at James at with. I've got... <laughs> but you had to just go with it because you're in the middle of a podcast. You've got to roll with it. You've got to go with it. You can't go put the microphones away. But I'm he not just doing a podcast with the genie come across as magic as we're basically yeah it needs you know, to be ma- yeah. like magical yeah, yeah but now it's taken on a whole i mean we recorded one the other day spoiler warning it turns out the genie has socks and comes out of the lamp foot first <laughs> but but that but i feel like james can get away with things like that because he is slightly slightly bizarre he's an odd man he's an odd man and, and slightly goofy but you guys i feel like the same with front side the great thing to listen to podcasters like that is when you have such a rapport with each other because mm-hmm. you and james must have known each other for years oh yeah this. we're really good friends and spent so long talking about food and eating in restaurants together i think it just seemed like a natural thing to to talk about and people seem we should to... record this that you're having yeah, yeah this is such a great chat <laughs> <laughs> but, but but you people need to hear this <laughs> But then, but then you are diabetic. Does that mean you're not allowed yeah. to eat certain things? No, I'm t- I'm type one diabetic, so I can eat whatever I like. I just need to be sort of across what my blood sugar level is, and I can inject insulin to eat whatever I like. Really? Oh, what does it feel like when you inject the insulin? So sexy. Um, <laughs> it's actually the most unsexy thing. You just jab it into your leg. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, well, hold on one second. <laughs> you just jab it in. Do you ever do it through your clothes? You can't. I mean, you technically could. You just literally just... Does it not hurt? Not really. There's a tiny little needle. It's a very thin, tiny needle. On that note, we've got to stop there for a moment because we have another word from our sponsors. Ed, what do you you hate? What food do you really despise then? Because you're obviously a big foodie. You love food. Yeah. There's not much that I genuinely... Hey, we talk about on the podcast quite a, quite a lot of the time. We have a secret ingredient where if uh, if the guest says it, then they get kicked off the podcast. It's, oh. it's only happened once, but a lot of those secret ingredients have been things like cardamom pods, oh. where you find a cardamom pod in something and end up crunching down on it. Just oh, little things gross. like that, Pop, poppy seeds. What's a, what's a or ca- eating a bay leaf? Yeah, ba- exactly. I think we've had bay leaf. Yeah, if you accidentally get a bay leaf in there, a bay leaf? What bay leaf? Well, I can't even. No, that it's, not, like it's a, not the Irish drink. Yeah. <laughs> is it, does it look like a? Does it look like a? a, a um, it's like a dried leaf. Yeah, like a leaf, like a little leaf, and I'm, you put it in there for flavour. Like lemongrass. Si- so similar situation. Except a leaf. Lemon, except not. a leaf. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why they put lemongrass in. I, I took one out and tried to chew it once. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> that's the point. So the same, same with the bay leaf. Yeah. You don't why, want it in there. But why do they put it in there? I think they imparts flavour, but you should take it out before you serve it to someone. That's. And and the other thing you said is those little little what are they little cardamom cardamom pods? Oh, they're little pops of horror. Yeah, pop pops of horror. That's it. That, they're terrible. You get them in a curry or something. Yeah, oh, they really or, ruin a curry. Or the other one is when you have a big ham and they put those things in them. What are cloves? They? Oh, cloves. Awful. Yeah, yeah. No. terrible. So that, that those sorts of things that we talk about on the podcast a lot. See, I wouldn't say I like any 
uh, I dislike any particular food. It's just those little additions that really ruin a meal. I feel mm. like we just rolled into your podcast. Yeah. We just well, welcome to your, the Off Menu podcast. You just your podcast. <laughs> hey, we're going to make this it. a new format <laughs> feature. Talk, talking about food, just take your one. Uh, right, Francis, it's come to that moment of the podcast where we need to have the answer to the question of the week. So please reveal. To the answer to the question of the week, which was how, how many times does the average man masturbate in a lifetime? Uh, Jamie, you went... Very conservatively, I think, for your own... 10,000. You think you, you were pretty conservative, even... Well, Ed went for, like, a million, didn't you? What did you go no, for? I didn't go for I went for 13,000 in the end. <laughs> yeah, but it, so uh, the answer is actually 10,500. That's, what, what, that's what, oh, basically that, that what we originally we, calculated. We, we were 200 off. Yeah. Well, 10,543. Mate, we were there. Yeah, and then I went and said 13,000. <laughs> I'm clearly some sort of <laughs> grubby, wanking monkey boy. <laughs> yeah, there's some pervert for it. I yeah. love that. That's a you love that. I lo- yeah, love that. I love that. Love that I'm below the average. <laughs> yeah. um, Ed Gamble, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. You it, honestly, no pun intended with the loss. Uh, let's make it smutty at the end like that. Hey, well. You know, it was a smutty question. <laughs> Ed, um, honestly, man, thank you so much. Uh, much. You're hugely talented and so funny. Go and check out Ed and James's podcast, Off Menu. Can't What's... miss it. It just hangs out the top of the iTunes list. Yeah. It's where it hangs out most of the time, isn't and it? And your uh, Instagram, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> now, what the way that, that question way? was asked does suggest that you don't know what Instagram is. <laughs> and what is that? <laughs> Uh, twi- Twitter, <laughs> Ed Gamble comedy on both of those platforms, uh, and you've got your website. Which... I've got my website, edgamble.co.uk, and you're on tour. I'm who, on tour from the end of January. Who owns edgamble.com? I didn't actually look. I think we just went. I'm patriotic, so I just went right, straight yeah. for .co.uk. Yeah. But Ed Gamble isn't. You'd think it's a gambling website as well, wouldn't you? It's like an order. Every wait time you wake up, someone says your name, Ed Gamble. Ed Gamble. <laughs> You're like, okay. Who is, who is waking me up like that? Ed Gamble. <laughs> me. <laughs> Every morning. Oh, your mum. <laughs> uh, Ed, you're on tour next year. Go and get tickets because it will be absolutely genius. Buddy, thank you so much for coming on. Thank we can't wait to come on Off Menu. It's going to be, a gr- I feel like it's going to be your, your best episode yet. I think so. Well, we'd yeah. have to come on separately because we'd have different meals, wouldn't we? Yeah, you would. But yeah. I'd quite like to see you do your meals separately on the same podcast yeah, and then so you I think we, with each other. I oh, think yeah. we do that. I think we do it yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. It's much cooler. And, we're, and, and we're, then I'll come on again at least. <laughs> Yeah, sure, yeah. So you can uh, properly get your yeah. mail out there. <laughs> Ed, what we like to do at the end of the podcast is leave our listeners with something inspirational. Oh, and that's me. That's me. I'm sorry. That's for you. I should normally tee people. I never say that whenever I, I, I say, this is what we do. I, I say everything apart from that one bit. Everyone gets surprised at the end. So yeah, this is the moment. Because no you're... one listens to the end. <laughs> so they don't know it's coming. Yeah, they do. They do listen to the end. Well, everyone who's cool does. Yeah. If you're cool, you're like, hey, you, Janet, listening right now. Okay. I've hey, got... you, James Acaster, listening right now. We know. Hey, you. Eddie Izzard listening <laughs> I don't know those are the people that you know um, <laughs> I don't know Eddie Izzard I've got something inspirational for all the men out there um, once you hit 10,543 you have to stop because <laughs> you're above average you're above average <laughs> oh, Ed Gamble everybody see you next week bye bye <laughs> uh, that was a very funny
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.